Okay, I'm sure you're all ready for a practice problem, so take a minute and try this one on your own. Remember that this one can be graphed, so that might help you get an idea of what a limit is. And then come back and we'll work on it together. Okay, coming back, I'm sure you all did this, right? If you get the limit as x goes to negative 2 of negative x cubed plus 4, you don't have to graph it in order to do this limit. And by the end of this section, you'll be very comfortable with limits like these. But it doesn't hurt when you're still getting the feel for what a limit is to look at the graph. And these functions actually are pretty easy to evaluate the limits of. We're going to get to some trickier ones later, as you can probably guess. It seems that that's the way we always are in math class. We start out with easy ones, and then we get these crazy ones. So the more you can understand what's going on now, the easier it will be to deal with the more complicated examples in the future. So we have negative x cubed plus 4. So negative x cubed, well, let's see, let's start with x cubed. x cubed looks like this, right? This scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz, I like to say. And when he does his arms like this. So this is x cubed. We want negative x cubed, so that's the reflection. And I know you had this in chapter 1, but it doesn't hurt to go through negative x cubed. And then we're going to add 4. So up 4 for our negative x cubed. And so we'll erase the other ones now. And here's our negative x cubed plus 4. And we want the limit as x approaches negative 2. So as x approaches negative 2, I'm going to make this graph bigger, and one right about here. As x approaches negative 2, what does y approach? Something pretty big, right? How do you get this exact number? Well, you can make a table, but I don't expect you to, to do that for this one. You can see that x cubed in, and negative x cubed plus 4, therefore, are is a nice function. It is nice and continuous. Its domain is all real numbers. So we can just say, well, as x approaches negative 2, where's this function going? Where are the y values going? We get that by actually taking negative 2, cubing it, taking the opposite, and adding 4, because that's what the formula says. For this function, we have negative 8, but then we have the opposite of it, and then we're going to add 4, So it looks to me like we have 12. Now if you got got negative 4, that means that you had a mistake with the sign. But approaching negative 2 from each side, you cube it, and then you take the opposite. Notice cubing a negative doesn't go away. So we have positive 8 plus 4. So it looks like the value that the y values are approaching as x approaches negative 2 from the left and from the right, the y value is 12, and that's our limit. Now, remember I said you didn't need to do the graph. If you understand that this is a polynomial, um, it's an expression with all the terms having integer powers that are positive, so x cubed, x squared, x to the first, x to the tenth, and then the sum of all these terms added up is a polynomial. If you ever have a polynomial, you can just evaluate the limit by direct substitution. So using direct substitution, 
And also we can see when we use direct substitution, we don't have any problems with the function. So we have 8 plus 4, 12. So polynomial, a sum of terms with positive integer powers, you can evaluate the limit with direct substitution. And that's nice because, let's do another one. You can make up one of your own. Limit as x goes to whatever you want. We could say x goes to negative 3. And then, let's not use negative 3. Too big. Let's use negative 1 because I want to do 4x to the 4th plus 3x cubed minus 2x plus 7. We can evaluate this limit without sketching the graph. It's a sum of terms that all have positive integer powers, or I should say this one technically has a power of 0. This is x to 0. So non-negative integer powers is really what I should say. Non-negative integer powers, 4, 3, 1, x to the 0, as long as x isn't 0. And so we have this polynomial. You plug in. Direct substitution, everywhere you see x, you plug in negative 1. You can see now why I didn't want to use 3, because I would have had to have done 3 to the 4th. Although it's not as bad as you think. 3 to the 4th is the same as 9 squared, isn't it, which is 81. But anyway, we put negative 1 in instead to make it easier. Negative 1 to the 4th is positive 1 times 4. Negative 1 cubed is negative 1 times 3. And then we have a negative 2 times a negative 1, so we have a plus 2. And then we have plus 7, so we have 1 plus 2 is 3 plus 7. The limit is 10. So the limit as x goes to negative 1, and I ran out of room, so I'm going to say of f of x, and I'm going to call all of this f of x is 10. So it's important that when you see this notation, limit as x goes to 1 of f of x, that's just another name for some function of x. And it takes a lot less writing, so we like to use it sometimes. And you'll notice 10 came from what I would get if I just evaluated f of negative 1, isn't it? This is the direct substitution part. The function at x equals 1 turns out to be the same thing as the limit. That will not always be true for every function in the world but it will always be true for polynomials. So, suppose capital P of X is a polynomial in X, we call it, meaning a polynomial function of X. Then, we can say the limit as X approaches a of p of x is, think about it for a second, I know there are no longer numbers in here, but if p of x is a nice polynomial and you want to evaluate the limit as x goes to a, what would be the answer for the limit? Direct substitution will work. So the limit is whatever you get by taking the polynomial and plugging in a for x. So p of a, in our last example, f of negative 1, p of a is equal to the limit uh, as x goes to a of the polynomial p of x. 
Now this is this is coming from. Say that again. Now this comes from actually a lot of theorems altogether. So I kind of jumped jumped the gun a little bit by exploring a lot of functions and just trusting that you accept that it works by plugging these numbers in. There are actually a lot of theorems that justify this right here, saying that the limit as x approaches a of a polynomial p of x is just p of a. So let's investigate those now.